the Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. John chapter 4. The Father is seeking. God is seeking. Katonda anonya. Verse 23. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Na yechisera chidja ira chituse. Abasinza 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 mazima, wivana sinza nga chitafe mumuyo ne mazima. Kubanga chitafe anonya abalingabo ukubela nga mamusinza. God is spirit Katonda and muoyo. those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Chibagani lo kumusinza nga mumuyo ne mazima. The father is seeking chitafe anonya wakatuka chitafe anonya the father is seeking chitafe anonya this morning the lord drew us to a level that he desires that we go after his heart we seek God katonda, but God also seeks nene katonda, he looks for man omuntu. he seeks for you gwe. you gwe. There's something very powerful about worship. Women may not know how to worship, but we have a helper. That's the Holy Spirit. He's there to help us worship. Worship is about him. It's not about us. Worship is not about how I feel. Worship is not about the weaknesses in my body or the strength. Worship is not about what I want from him. Worship is about his heart, his life. You come and adore him. You magnify him. You glorify him. You look at praise. When people get so excited and they dance, they can jump up and down. There is power in praise. And true praise will break chains. Paul was in prison. And he just began to praise. There were no instruments. They were all by themselves. And they praised God. And praised God. They got lost in praise. And the chains just broke off. When you begin to focus on God. And you remove your eyes from programs or from people and you understand that God is your creator. 
and he needs you and he loves you and he has great plans for you it does not matter where you are praise will spontaneously rise out of you worship will spontaneously rise out of you and to the father And look at what he will be doing in your life. Anytime, from anywhere, because you've released your heart, you are pouring your life. You don't wait for preachers. You don't wait anyone to pray for you. Because there is an open door. You and the Father. And so once you learn to walk in, we walk in through praise. We walk in through thanksgiving. And as we walk in, his spirit begins to draw us, draw us closer and closer and you find yourself getting caught up in him. Your heart getting caught up in his heart. And an exchange begins to take place. He can talk to you. He can guide you. He can reveal to you things you don't know. He can rebuke you. He can put your life to order. He, he, his spirit will be at work. You are not going to look for a prophet. You're not going to look to a prophet to talk to you or to talk into your life. You have this open access, clear access between you and God. And God wants you to value that. God wants you to value that. And God wants you to grow into that. The Father is seeking for true worshippers. True worshippers. If you've been doing it throughout the week, wherever you are, when you walk in here on a Sunday or any other day, you walk in here, you walk in here out of the overflow. Your life is overflowing because throughout the week you've been communing with him. You've been connecting with him. You've been worshipping him. He has been talking to you. He has been so close to you. He has been drawing you closer to him. What burdens will you carry to church? There will be nothing. Why? Throughout the week, you've been laying everything at his feet. At his feet. At his feet. So when you come and you join with others, it becomes overwhelming. Overwhelming. You're not going to find some people sitting while others are standing and worshiping. You're not going to find some people looking around while others are lost in him. You're going to find everyone in unity of worship. There is unity in worship. And the father looks down and he sees the power of unity. Unity in worship. I go to Taiwan. They don't sing in English. There are a few words that um, can be in English and which they also sing in their language. But because they are singing in their language, it does not stop me from worshiping God. And you get to a point where you begin to understand what they are singing. 
the Holy Spirit reveals and you just get caught up in him. How about here? When we understand words that we Every first Sunday of these three months we are dedicating them to worship. Deep, deep worship. Less programs and less of other activities and we simply come to honor God. When you ask him and ask him and ask him and ask him but then you stop the asking and you say Father to this time I've come to minister unto you. I've come to give unto you my worship, my life. The Bible says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. That is your reasonable act of worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. My life personally got closer to God through worship. Worship is part of my living. Worship. I don't worship him for anything that I want from him. I worship him because I was created to worship him. There are times when the Lord can tell you it's long since you poured your heart before me in adoration. At times it's not easy that your mind is full of so many challenges, so many but then you put all that out of your mind and you connect on him to focus on him to simply worship him. It's not easy but it is possible. How? When you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. To lead you. Fatigue is done away with in his presence. When worship goes up, his presence comes down. At times I use uh, a simple illustration that we learned in school about how rain forms, how rain comes down. They taught us something. Rain forms in a number of ways, but one of them, when they burn either grass or burn things down here on the earth, when that smoke goes up, we are told that it gathers, forms into clouds, and those clouds can, can turn into rain. So what is above comes down because of what came from down up. Spiritually, I believe when worship goes up from down here on the earth, we simply worship, we simply adore him. In return, his presence comes down. His glory comes down. And when his presence comes down, Anything can happen. Anything can happen. His heart is revealed. He draws us closer to him. He heals us. He delivers us. He does so much into our lives because we have stepped in his presence. Worship creates an atmosphere for him to come down. 
especially true worship, worship in spirit and in truth. This month, fill your life with worship. This month, fill your car, fill your house, fill your office, fill your environment with worship. With worship, you are going to be amazed at how God is going to be drawn closer to you. Praise the Lord. So that's one. Number two. Let's go to Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. From verse 1. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness with long suffering bearing with one another in love enduring endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might feel all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I read verse 7 and verse 16 again. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Verse 16. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. What is your role in the growth of the body of Christ? What is your 
What is your role in the advancement of the kingdom of God? The Bible says, from whom the whole body joined together and knit together. That which unites the body together, that which knits the body together, and this is the body of Christ, that which knits the body together, the Bible says, by what every joint supplies. Every joint supplies. In other words, no one in the body of Christ is useless. No one in the body of Christ was born again to simply come and sit around. No one in the body of Christ is empty with no calling and no gift. It's just that some people have developed their gifts more. Some people knew the calling earlier and so they paid more attention and they allowed God to work on their lives. But every believer, every child of God has a calling from God. Every child of God has a gift from God. I give you permission if your neighbor is sleeping on you, please slap them in Jesus' name. Unless if they've told you that they are sick. So, what comes out of us? The life we share. The life. This is the life of God that is in us. The life of Christ that is in us. As we share this life. As we cause this life to go forth out of us. As the light goes forth out of us. As we assault. As we are the fragrance of Christ, we cause the body to be knit together. We cause the body to keep growing. Every joint supplies to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every part does its share. And this causes growth. This causes growth of the body. When every part, when everyone in the body of Christ does its share. One of the challenges in the in, in Asia, especially in Taiwan, Taiwan and other nations around where the gospel has been in those nations for over 200 years. Over 200 years, but the percentage of Christianity is about 8%. Either eight or seven or nine percent. There are other places where it's about two percent. But the churches are there. The churches are there. The pastors are there. And people go to church every Sunday. And so many things take place within the church. But then you ask yourself, why doesn't the church advance? Why doesn't the church penetrate society? Why doesn't the kingdom of God have influence on the land? In the nation. And one of the 
reasons is that many churches focused more on what is called denominations. Recently when I was there, I, I met a pastor who told me he was part of a certain denomination and um, he, he was leading a church and he began opening up churches in other places, preaching the gospel and opening up churches. And the leadership of that denomination called him and they reprimanded him and they told him, how can you open up churches without the authorization of the headquarters? How? Now, that is part of the denominational mindset. their belief system, you look at how they do things, denominations are very good because they help organize people, they help people move forward, however, there are times when denominations stand in the way of the Lord, for example, there are denominations in Taiwan that don't believe in the Holy Spirit, they don't believe in tongues, but they are believers, they worship God, they worship Jesus, but they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. There are many pastors who got filled by the Holy Spirit and they were kicked out of their denominations. So, the issue here is that the members of the church never understand or they, they, they are never helped to understand that there is a role they play. There is a life they supply that causes the growth of the body. That causes the advance of the kingdom of God. And those that supply are not just pastors. And when we talk about supply, we are not talking about money. We are not talking about finances. That can be part of it, but there is more to that. There is more that God wants to do through your life in his kingdom. In his kingdom. And so the Bible says that to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Each one of us, not a few people, but each one of us, a measure of grace was given. And so, what do you use? How do you use what you have? Do you recognize what you have? Ladies and gentlemen, may you understand that what you have is what makes the difference. 
I'll say that again. That which you have, that which you recognize as you have, is what makes the difference. That which is in your hands, that which is in your hands, is what makes the difference in your life. The Bible says that the gift of a man will make room for them. Hallelujah. Amen. When you look at a time when Jesus told the people to sit down and be fed, and the disciples said, We have nothing. There's no food around. And this is a desert. And Jesus said, What do you have? They said, Nothing. But there is a young boy here with some loaves of bread and some fish. And Jesus said, Bring it. And so, as long as it was brought before Jesus, and he they got multiplied. Something was there. They didn't have to go hungry. They didn't have to walk away hungry. Because the Father knows everything. You can look into your life. You can look into your past and you see nothing. The devil will cause you to see nothing. But I said to you, in the inside of you, you are not empty. You are not empty. You are not a beggar. You are not begging for life. You are not not looking for survival. You are not looking for survival. Hallelujah. Each one of us each one of us you can throw it to your neighbor but the Bible says each one of us what I'm saying is that you can look at your neighbor and you think that it's your neighbor that has the grace or your neighbor is the one that was called but I want to submit to you the Bible clearly says each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift Christ's gift and so that which causes peace to flow in you is when you recognize what was given to you I want to say to you your future is within your calling your future the peace of your life, the destiny of your family, everything you need is found in the grace that God gave you. The difference you make in life is found within that grace. The lives that you impact, all that is found within that grace. The provisions you need, the care you need, the protection you need, everything God packaged it and he put it within the grace that was given to everyone. And so the people that neglect the grace of God upon their lives. They neglect the calling of God. They neglect the gift of God. Such people end up living below average. They end up living lives of wishing. I wish I could be there. I wish I could reach there. I wish I could do this. I wish I could have this. Ladies and gentlemen, the people that obey God and allow his will to be done in their lives, the Father draws them closer to himself. Closer to himself. If you have a need and you have people around and you want that need to be met, you send people around No. The people you send, the people that go to do what you want, are those people that you are going to be bringing closer to you. The people around who don't matter, who don't mind about what you need, about what you want to be done, you cannot draw them closer. Yes, they'll be there. They are your people. 
They could be your children. But those that obey. Why does God say this one is my beloved son? Why? Because of obedience. Jesus obeyed the Father. Even when it came to death, he had a will. And he said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken away from me. And he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. And that is what drew the Father so much to the Son. Obedience. Obedience. If you have an employee, if you have a business, or you have a company, and you have an employee who is very effective, who is performing very well, you would want to keep such an employee. And you want to think about them all the time. Because they cause the company to grow. They bring in so much in the company. And you cannot just lose them. So how about God? How about God? Those that are doing his will. Those that are saying, Father, what can I do for you? I am here, Lord. Send me. What do you want to be done today? What do you want to be done this week? I'm going to work. What do you want to be done today at work? I'm going to my business. Father, what do you want to be done? I'm going wherever I'm going. I'm going to school. Father, what do you want to be done? There is grace given to everyone and this grace causes you to function and as you function as a child of God you cause the growth the advance of the body of Christ and that's great revelation great revelation why Many people know church. You go and sit. You hear the message from the pastor or the preacher. Maybe you are prayed for. And then you go. And then you do your own thing. But the the advancement of the church, the growth of the church, whatever that takes place in the church, is none of your business. Say the pastor, or the pastors, or the leaders are there. I challenged pastors. This, This time I've been in Taiwan. Challenge pastors. One of the challenges they have over there is the salary they get at the end of the month because they have to be paid. And so you have to be paid. So it means that you have to be in church. You have to focus on the church. You have to preach maybe every Sunday. And so when every pastor is focusing on their church, then who is preaching outside? You hardly find a church that has gone to such and such a village for a gospel mission. You hardly find a group from a certain church that have gone to another part of the country to win souls. Everyone is focusing on their church. And that's why the gospel has not been advancing. And God is waking them up. God is waking them up. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. There is something that God wants to do, accomplish through your life. And so from this month, we are going to begin focusing on the heart of the Father. What does the Father want to do with me? 
What is that grace that he placed on my life? We want to understand callings. We want to understand gifts. We want to understand the functioning of the body. And the end result, the purpose, the goal, is that God the Father may have you at his disposal for him to do anything that he wants to do through you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so we, we begin today. And this is where we begin from. And in this very atmosphere of worship. That our hearts may be opened. To what, to what he wants to do through us. Right here. Right here. Here. There are great people seated here. There are great apostles seated here. There are great prophets seated here. There are great evangelists seated here. There are great leaders seated here. They are great teachers of the world seated here. They are great administrators in the body of Christ seated here. And there are people here called out there to advance the kingdom of God. To advance the kingdom of God. Your profession is the field. That's God's vineyard. And he has things he wants to do there. And so your life is special. Amen. Amen. As I conclude, First Chronicles, First Chronicles, chapter twelve, verse thirty-seven, thirty-eight. All these men of war, who could keep ranks, came to Hebron with a loyal heart to make. David king over all Israel. And all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. One mind to make David king. To make David king. David. Daudi could not just walk on the throne. He could not just capture the throne. Men who were trained, gathered around him with one purpose, just one purpose, to make David king, to turn the kingdom to David. David is a representation of the kingship of Jesus. The kingship of Jesus. The lordship of Jesus. And so, you have one purpose down here on the earth and that is to make Jesus king. To make Jesus king. King. Jesus to reign in your family. Jesus to reign in your environment. Jesus to reign wherever you are. In your circle of friends. He wants to manifest himself as king. 
That's the purpose. That's why we live. That's why we do everything we do. So that we are equipped to make Jesus king. For him to reign. He cannot walk down here on the earth physically. But he has you. He has you. The times of thinking that those who serve God are the failures in life, those times are over. If best organizations hire the best people, how about God? They hire the most educated ones, the most experienced ones. How about God? What does he do? He even raises the poor from the dust. He causes them to sit with princesses. He's a God of value. He's a God of excellence. He does not cause you to stay the way he found you. He adds value on you. He changes your mindset. He changes your heart. He changes the way you dress up. He changes the way you talk. He changes the way you speak. The way you present yourself. Even if you did not have education, you didn't have nothing, but he wants to add value on you. Add value on you. So then how about the most educated ones? Everyone. Grace given. Everyone. Everyone. And so the growth of the body. The influence of the church of Jesus. Is through you. Stand up on your feet. It is through you. You are the one that God has. You are the one that the kingdom of God is depending on. And within this season, we want to be prepared. We want to set our hearts, we want to set our minds on God and what he wants to do through us. You can imagine the people out there God wants to influence through you. Through you. Through you. You are not empty. You have grace. The grace of God is upon you. And heaven is beckoning on you. Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Lift up your hands. Say, Father, I am here. Prepare me. Say it again. Say it again. Talk to him. Surrender your life. Surrender your heart. Tell him, Father, I give myself over to you. I give my heart. I give my mind. I give my body to you. Father, open my eyes. Let me see what you created me for. Father, Open the eyes of my understanding. Let me focus on what you want to do through me. Father, I am here. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Talk to him. Surrender. The father is seeking. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. You. He wants to reign. And he says, you are the one. You are the one to carry him. To carry him 
carry him that through you your family will turn into a kingdom family where Jesus reigns through you your business will turn into a kingdom business where Jesus reigns through you he will turn your education as a kingdom venture a kingdom avenue for him to manifest his kingdom to manifest his glory to manifest his goodness the Lord says to you you are not just going through life he has a plan for you he has purposes for which he created you for and he's beginning to start up your heart to start up your mind for productivity for productivity for maximum productivity maximum influence maximum yield of fruits maximum fruitfulness he wants to prepare you he wants to reorganize you some of you some of you you had neglected what he had begun building in the inside of you but he's beginning to draw you now and he wants you to focus again and to tell him I am here I surrender to you all. Some of you, you've been lost in two other things. Lost into the needs, the cares of this world. And you've been neglecting what he wanted to do through you. He says you are special. He says you are important. He needs you. Father, we dedicate this month to you. May you prepare us as a church. Prepare us, my Father, that we will focus onto you will focus onto your heart and will focus my father on the grace that you've given each one of us each one of us father help us Lord that this grace given will not be frustrated it will not be in vain dear God I pray father guide your children prepare your children within this season stir up gifts within this season stir up calling within this season stir up the grace within this season stir up the word that you put on everyone's mouth within this season reveal yourself reveal your heart dear God Father turn this place into a training ground for those that carry out your will in their lifetime. Father, turn this place into a place where you raise people to do your will in their lifetime. We worship you. We honor you, Lord. We surrender to you. And we say, Lord, you created us for yourself. That through us, all your purposes may be done here on the earth. So Lord, guide us within this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.